This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. ES Audio. We all know who Deborah Meaden is, the entrepreneur, the investor, a long-serving dragon in the den and environmental campaigner. I have never seen so many questions around sustainability, environmentally friendly, planetary impact. When a customer is making a choice across a broad range of suppliers or retailers, then it is the thing that can make the difference. Deborah's involvement with climate causes goes back to her college days, and these days it's become a more important part of her business and her life than ever. When I was talking about it, when I was at college, it was something that was going to happen a hundred years' time, way beyond my time, my lifetime. But now we realise that it's going much faster than we thought, so we don't have the luxury of just talking about it. We have to act on it. I'm David Marsden from the Evening Standard. Deborah's appearing at our SME Expo, which is being held at the XL London on April 25th and 26th. Also there will be former Dragon's Den entrant Levi Roots and entrepreneurs including Charlie Mullins, Trini Woodle and Biscuitier Harriet Hastings, who's also appeared on this show. For more info on how to register for free tickets, go to smexpo.co.uk. Deborah's going to be talking scaling a business with the environment in mind. But before we get on to that, I want to know, how green is she in her home life? <laughs> um, well, no one's no one's ever green enough, obviously, but I've actually been worried about the environment since I was, well, I did a thesis on um, when I went to college in Brighton. So that's sort of 40 years ago, longer. Uh, and that was on climate change. So I've always been worried about it. I've always paid attention to it when I've made decisions, but certainly more recently, it's right up there. When I filter what I'm going to do, what decisions I'm going to make in life, how we live our life, green and sustainability is a big filter. So I do as much as I can and it's never quite enough. When you did go into business, was that always a priority for you that the companies that you were working with, the companies you now invest in, had some kind of environmental credentials. Has that always been there? I don't think so in the early days, to be honest. It wasn't a selection criteria in which business to go into. And actually, it isn't always necessarily now. What it is, 
is when I carry out those businesses or in the early days, it was actually what can I do within this business? You know, I, I've never worked in the oil industry. I probably would never. Well, I wouldn't have worked in the oil industry. There are certainly businesses I wouldn't have actually gone into. Um, but but I think it was more, OK, what difference can I make once I'm in this business? Now, now I'm a little bit more clear about my selection process. And I am invested in some businesses that are very early on their journey in terms of sustainability. But I've got to believe that there is a will and there's a way to improve the way that uh, that the business does business to reduce its planetary impact. If I can believe that, then I can invest. Yeah, because there must be, particularly when you're at the very start of your startup journey, there must be quite a strong temptation at times to go, you know, I can get this product from here, which is environmentally friendly, but the cost is this, but I can get something from here, which is perhaps less environmentally friendly, but the bottom line's better. It must be really tempting to kind of put your profit ahead of environment especially at an early stage? Well, you're right. I mean, you don't have a business if you don't create a profit. So you have constantly got to make those, those. you know, you've got to weigh up those decisions, every single decision you take. But as long as sustainability is on that list of weights, you know, is it, is it, can I do this? Is it a little bit more expensive? And actually, will that mean my customer will love me more because I'm doing it? So I think for me, the most important thing is that it's actually on that evaluation process. Obviously, as the business grows bigger, it's got a little bit more of a safety net. Um, then it can start making much many more decisions with its heart. It can say, well, actually, you know, how much is enough profit? If I drop 5% off my profit, doesn't make any difference if I'm making a great impact. And the other thing I would say is that actually the cost of sustainability is coming down as it's getting much greater adoption, as, as it's becoming more important, then actually, you know, things that were pretty niche, and usually niche means it costs more, um, start becoming mainstream. And as production ramps up to actually take care of that mainstream market, it does mean that often the costs are coming down. And we are left with a little bit of a legacy of thinking that sustainability equals more expensive. In some instances, it still does. But in many instances, that gap is really, really closing. Are investors like yourselves, but other people that you work with, are they specifically looking for environmental credentials? Is it easier to get investment if you have a good environmental record? Well, I think you've certainly got to be able to tell your environmental story. I mean, ESG has come right to the forefront in terms of investment. And a lot of, you know, it depends who you're raising from. If you're if you're raising from angels, then you're probably going to find some who really care about it. You're going to find the people who don't care about it. If you're actually raising funds from, you know, either investment houses, from funders, even from the banks, they are beginning to ask the questions on, you know, actually, what is your policy and what planetary impact are you having? So I, I think it is becoming increasingly important. And also, you can't get away with, with just not being honest. People have got a very good nose for greenwashing now. Let's do some ads. And while they're on, pop over to smexpo.co.uk and take a look at the lineup for this year's event. Tickets are free. And as well as speakers like Deborah, there's going to be workshops and networking events, all the things you need to help your business succeed. smexpo.co.uk. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. 
and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Is there enough support for, you know, particularly smaller companies that, that want to, 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 to operate sustainably? Um, is there enough support for, from areas like government for them to, to enable that to happen in a bigger scale? No, that's a really, oh, I've such, that is the question. I don't think there is, um, because the truth of the matter is, particularly SME, particularly the smaller end of the scale, the business is pretty battered at the moment. There's an awful lot going on in the business world. And that means when there's a lot of stuff spinning around, things that are not essential to happen today tend to get put off. Now, I would argue that tackling sustainability is essential today, but I also understand that it takes time. Um, and it's in very much in its early stages. So I do think that some support around certainly how a, a business can measure its planetary impact to give it a baseline and then support around transitioning to a more sustainable and greener business, I think is a really, really important part that the government can play. Um, because it's a little bit difficult for smaller businesses don't have a huge amount of resources, really don't have an awful lot of time, have an awful lot being thrown at them at the moment. You know, it's a bit difficult for them to get the clarity and the time to be able to do some of the stuff that they need to do if they're genuinely going to build a more sustainable business. Is there something that Britain itself should be leading the way in? Because internationally, as a country, we always talk about our environmental credentials. We held the COP26. Um, we've done all of these things. Are we, I guess, putting our money where our mouth is globally? So I think the really sad thing is I, I think we were ahead of the field. You know, I think that we we, we did lead the world. Um, a lot of innovation, technical innovation, then a lot of will and pretty hefty targets um, we set ourselves the truth of the matter is we have definitely veered off of that and it seems to have dropped down the agenda. I don't know if I heard the last time our government talk properly about sustainability. And that is a great shame because I genuinely see it as a massive opportunity. You know, everything needs a little bit of support at the beginning and we need to stake our claim out and we need to say that is what we're going to do. And we need, need to use the brilliant brains to, to bring forward the innovation that I know we've got in us, you know, that, that can tackle this. So we've lost ground and we need to quickly regain that ground and get ahead of that ground if we want to own that space. And I think it's a fantastic, post-Brexit, I think it's a fantastic space to own. Is that government responsibility, though, or is that private industry responsibility? Can't private industry itself bring all of these people together without necessarily involving governments and bureaucracies and all those kinds of things? Well, uh, there's a lot of truth in that, because actually business can often um, move faster than governments. But it, it does require a partnership. Such a huge shift requires a partnership. How do you... How do you transition an area that has traditionally been producing, you know, used to be coal, maybe it's steel, uh, maybe it's a certain type of farming. How do you transition that to a new style of business? You know, so there's that little bit in the, in the middle that, that certainly, um, you know, private 
private enterprises up for, but it does need support, not just financial support, structural support. You know, it might be around planning. It might require funding. It might be around taxation systems that, you know, allows it to spend money up front, knowing full well it's not actually going to get its any gains for the next 20 years. So, so I think it definitely needs to be a part the government needs to be a little bit more fleet of foot on. At the moment, I feel business is ahead of government. You know, it's a little bit fleeter. It knows very much how important it is. Uh, but government needs to catch up because if that's the vision we're going to have for this country, and I think it's a fantastic vision this country would do really well in and we would all feel really good about, then the government needs to present business with the structure and the landscape that it can work in. That was Deborah Meadon. For more interviews, news and analysis, go to standard.co.uk or pick up a copy of the Evening Standard newspaper. How to be a CEO is back on Monday. You know, if you hit your follow button right now, we'll be downloaded straight away and you'll never miss an episode. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.